award-winning podcast. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. have we not mentioned that? Yeah. Oh, ignite award-winning ignite award podcast. Yes, ignite award-winning. I'm so proud of us. Also, I don't know. It just feels good to get that like acknowledgement from like, the community. You know. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't. Flowers. I couldn't believe when we were even Absolutely. nominated. It was like us <laughs> next yeah, to like right? Marie's. I was like, what or what is happening? Um. Yeah, it, that's it, wild. It was crazy. And to see the uh, the Wikipedia page of the Ignite Awards yes! and to see right? Afronauts below oh, like so Lavar. Yes. Burton. Right. Right. <laughs> to see. Excuse. Just, like, yeah. How are we like, dystopia in, in yeah. the yeah. same what? space? Yeah. Like literally the right. same. Space. What are somebody? What is this clerical doing? error? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool well, if you voted and you're listening, thank you so much for supporting us. Seriously. We really we feel it. And Absolutely. yeah, I was saying like listening. in the comments when people were like, "You guys deserve it." I was like, "We still don't know that anyone like even listens <laughs> right? to like, us still." People... So to get right, nominated yeah. for this and to win is like, I'm sorry, what? Um, so thank you. If you, thanks for having us on your radar yeah, we appreciate it Chelsea, tell the oh, y'all fest story oh yeah so i was saying that i started packing for y'all fest today. yeah i need you and, and i was talking about last time with y'all fest how like i got tickets to the wrong place initially instead of charleston south carolina i bought a ticket to charlotte north carolina oh, actually wow. i have a layover in charlotte yeah. this time yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna see Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte's airport you, is really nice. You have I spent love a lot Charlotte's of time. airport. Yeah, but that's why I initially booked my ticket to Charlotte. But how <laughs> I forget how 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 like close it was to pretty close. It was pretty close. Like I think oh, it was no. like well, maybe like a month, maybe like a month. Yeah, not that's too not close, too bad. But but, but I just remember I heard I heard someone say Charleston. Like I heard him say it out loud, and I was like. It's a different that word. Sound <laughs> like that should sound familiar. Oh, I no. realized, oh, I am sure you're not the first person to make that Pro- mistake. There's probably no. people who yeah. are like, no, will you must not. No. Yeah. And- so what do you guys got? So how is everyone? I'm good. I'm excited for y'all fest. I leave tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow night. Um, because I Yay. am doing like a school event on Friday morning, so I wanted to get there early. But yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow afternoon. Very exciting. School events. Yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, it's just like you know, Monique, friend of the show. Did um, I? Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> she she teaches high school, um, and so she wanted me to come in and talk to her students. And so I'm doing like a little um workshop with them on how to make their own dystopia. I'm very excited. I think it's gonna that be sounds really so fun. cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, it's be great. That is so cool. And your exact thing, your your mm-hmm. exact it's, little. It's, yeah, you know, you are spot, the one so. to teach. Yeah, that. I can't wait. Yeah. I would trust no one else to teach me dystopia. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I have. Um, oh, I saw your. Um, are those stickers? Oh, yeah. yeah, I have. Where are they? Hang on. Oh, I hid them because my kids like to play with them. Okay, there. Um, oh, they, they were down here earlier, and I was like, do not mess with my stickers before y'all have this. <laughs> my stickers are so shiny. And then, yeah, I got these yeah, three. And then your shirt. How oh, many shirts oh, yeah. do you have? I just have one shirt. Um, he says asking about the dividing sky. I'm so excited. Yeah, when the cover comes out, I'll do another shirt with like the cover and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah. And we should get give. We should do like giveaways and stuff. My iron letter on letter, iron on letter shirt that I made yesterday. Um, and then I have my Mm. fake arcs (laughs) that are actual. They're still actual copies of the book. Yeah, but they're not. uh, Look at that! Oh my gosh! 
yeah unofficial arc oh sorry. my gosh I'm talking about y'all fest a lot but what about you beatrice yeah. um i am on deadline oh that's for right an unannounced project and that is really really exciting i am thrilled honestly very <laughs> excited for i'm this. thrilled for you so, me too progress it's awesome oh mm-hmm. yeah so i wish i could say more i really do <laughs> one day the beauty one of, of publishing days. one day we'll look back on this episode on all these episodes <laughs> and be like wow we'll all laugh. the things we could this not should, say this is this is the about. real publishing this is oh. the real publishing <laughs> of everyone having unannounced projects yes and being able to say you have unannounced projects but that but being not say it. anything yes and then it's almost, like well yeah. am i being an asshole am i being like am i being like annoying right for yeah. even yeah talk mentioning right. something that year. i can't talk about right in, in detail or is it you yeah. know what i mean so yeah i never know where to be on that on that I think, but i think it just is the way it is and like people trust that it'll come out eventually and everyone kind of you know they are like excited for you now without knowing the details the details come out and then they're excited again so I feel like it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't I feel guess. like it's obnoxious. Like it just is how okay. it goes. Well, yeah. Especially I'm now I think that. Yeah. There's so many things that like people wait until the contract to talk about and like contracts are just behind like across publishing. So mm. I think especially now people are just like, you know, everyone's sitting on something, I think. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. I'm also on sub with oh, yeah. four projects now. Mm-hmm. Oof which is exciting our thing was the second picture book oh that's right okay my, the non-fiction my the, the non-fiction the, the fiction yes. one has been on sub for like a month almost two months now mm-hmm. two months now hey, you are and moving this is the non-fiction boom, one boom, boom. seriously that is so awesome that is great you are really moving yes thanks let's hope someone takes right so let's hope someone else is moving are you um, (laughs) exactly let's hope do you get updates from your agent monthly or like what's the arrangement that you have with her oh no she she has the um the air table oh the air table that's right oh it's like live updates right nice cool it's a yeah so what it is is she has like a a spreadsheet and it's got like the projects and she's got all the details of like the editor when it was sent the imprint like everything that's right that's so cool and when she updates it I also like it's just like one document automatically yeah and, and I have a yeah and, and I have a client view and so I check it every morning when I sit down I to mean, work which I think I've said this before to, to, to y'all in the group chat of that I used to check it way more than that and so I had to like institute a I'll check it one time yeah when I sit down that sounds and healthy. then no more yeah no more throughout the day <laughs> yeah because if it were anything bigger than that, she would email me specifically. So yeah, right. I can true. wait until the next morning. So yeah. how is that for uh, mental health? Like yeah. on, so my, my agent gives me updates once a month toward the end of the month, like last day of the month or the first day of the next month. And I always try to like schedule my writing around that because if it's like a big, like past month, right. Like editors are clearing their inboxes or whatever happens, like mm-hmm. my writing for the day takes a hit, right? Like it's a, it's a small hit, but like, you know, it can affect kind of your writing mood and like your energy levels um for the rest of the day like Definitely. do you feel like that happens I, I was wondering because I'm like you know other people get like more frequent updates and I'm like would I like that would I not like that it's nice to plan around it but it also is like it can be a lot at once because it's the whole month's updates at once yeah I that is so interesting for me 
I really like having the tiny little updates. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I've I've gotten rejections and when I like and she'll copy and paste the whole right. email that they send right. so I can see exactly what, what they said. Yeah. And it is a hit every time. Obviously mm-hmm. it's it it hurts, but I would say the upside is that it is just one. Yeah. Like it, it's it's never happened where I've looked in the morning and multiple I've gotten multiple rejections overnight. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And so I think the infrequency of the rejections mm-hmm. makes it so that I'm almost I don't want to say I'm not affected by it, but it's way it's probably yeah. I'm probably less in, impacted by it than you are. Right. Just because of the amount of rejections you get yeah. at one yeah, time. Totally. You know, totally. that is probably a different impact than, yeah. you know, I got, I've gotten like four rejections over the course of two months. Yours is more like a trickle. Like you get them right like in a trickle. Yeah. And so, right. you know, so you so as, like as opposed blast. to getting yeah. maybe four at the end of a month on yeah. one day. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's a much different heat level i feel yeah, like of, in terms level. of like yeah upsetness yeah um yeah, that's valid so yeah i i personally like the air table it's super yeah. helpful yeah i i like it when she told me that on the call i immediately was like oh this is so great because yeah i, I was yeah. telling her about how i have a notion for all of my projects for all of mm. my mm-hmm. ideas and so we were comparing my notion and her air table mm-hmm. and how we we both love organizational tools and yeah on a whole thing about that and so that's awesome yeah so aside from that I have also been working on the tarot deck proposal mm-hmm. uh, I'm um, so so excited about thank you I I have been having a lot of fun with that I love tarot so much and this project has really made me like fall back in love with tarot and being able to see like being able to look at tarot differently through the lens of poetry has been like really refreshing creatively for me Mm -hmm. so I've been having so much fun with that I was just gonna say you know right now I'm just kind of like waiting on some things so I just started working on something just for fun just just for myself and and I was working on today and I was making myself like laugh out loud because it's it's like kind of ridiculous, but I'm also mm-hmm. thinking, I don't know what this is going to be. I'm just kind of just like letting it come out. Yeah. That's the best. Fun. Do you want to share anything about it or you, it's it's just- Well, I mean, it's a project that I, mm, I think I mentioned it before where it's like, I think it's like a dystopian. There's these two girls and it's like a reality TV show kind of situation. Oh, and yeah, they're yeah. like- uh-huh like exotic dancers mm-hmm. but i do remember this oh my god yes. and then yeah, so i started working oh, on that again i do remember this. i've been having wow. fun yeah that's Aww. awesome i'm glad you started working on that that's cool yeah yeah i'm glad you. i don't i don't that, know what it's one. gonna be i don't even know if it's like adult or well i mean yeah this is gonna be adult dog mm-hmm. dancers <laughs> um but um i was not, not, say, not sure wait. how adult <laughs> yeah like okay. new adult is new like adult hovering, or hovering, yeah exactly yeah. i'm not really sure where the voice lands yet so I'm just Mm -hmm. kind of like letting it out first that's great though I feel like yeah like this this time like in between things can be so like freeing because you're not on deadline for Mm -hmm. anything you're not like pushing to get anything out for 
querying or whatever the case yeah. may be. You're just kind of like, what do I like? And what's funny to me? Exactly. What's, yeah, that's cool. So I just awesome. and I have like a playlist and I've been on yeah. pictures too, like just putting oh, images together and getting vibes. vibes yes. Yeah. Just getting vibes and I've been vibing. It's been fun. That is great. That's yeah. great. That was really good. I am also in deadline for an unannounced project. Um, and yeah, last week was crazy because I finished copy edits for the Dividing Sky. I kicked off revisions for this unannounced thing. Um, I mean, like developmental edits for that. I sent in my option materials for um, my contract with Joy Revolution. So I have an option with them that says that I can submit um, a couple chapters in a synopsis of anything that's kind of in the same like YA speculative realm um, of what I wrote for them already. So that's with them and they have, you know, a certain number of days to decide. So that's exciting. And then um, that was fun because it's kind of similar to The Dividing Sky, but it's not in the same world and the characters are very different and the like romance dynamics are going to be very different in this one. So that's really fun to set up those kind of um, being at odds from the beginning, but not really knowing it yet. That's really fun. Um, and then I am on sub still with this adult um, space opera romance and some things are happening with that that I can't share too much about, but hopefully that's moving in a positive direction. So yeah, last week was just like nuts. Um, and this week, yeah, I'm just Wishing mania. A lot going on. Um, revision oh. and Belfast. You guys, it's so exciting oh hearing like so much going on. <laughs> Speaking of like your projects on submission, Beatrice, and how you communicate with your agent, I feel like it reminds me of the conversation with Samantha we had a few months ago, thinking about how you know you can start off your career with one goal in mind, and then as the market shifts or as your interests shift, you might change direction. And to have an agent that can communicate, that you can communicate with, to say you know, I know I came in as like an adult horror writer, but maybe I want to do picture books. Maybe I want to do nonfiction. Maybe I want to do um, mm -hmm. graphic novels. Right. Um, so it's really cool to see how Chelsea has, che che your Chelsea, other Chelsea, <laughs> other Chelsea, agent Chelsea, yeah. uh, agent, agent Chelsea. Has, has moved with you and been so game for all of that and said, yep, like bet, like yeah. send it to me. I'll edit it. We'll get it out. I will um, reach out to those editors and get it going. So um, shout out to Chelsea for all the Chelsea. Shout yeah. Out. Shout out for real, for real. Um, and I think yeah. that's really cool. And um, yeah, I think Sam in general had just such good wisdom about that kind of thing and, um, you know, how to communicate openly with your agent and how to like, think about like, you know, what you want first and foremost and think about your agent as a partner in that. Um, and then I loved the end where she was kind of talking about her own career goals. Like that was so cool to be like, oh, agents are people <laughs> and they have their own career goals. They have yeah. goals and dreams they just like their you. own like, like dream yeah like aspirational careers of other agents they want to emulate i was like yep because we have like author goals right mm -hmm. we have agent goals and mm -hmm. that was really cool and she's just like such good energy and like so giving and like generous with her time and her expertise and her experience um i thought it was a great conversation i hope we have her on again soon We are so excited today to be doing a special Q&A episode with literary agent Samantha Fabian from Root Literary. Before joining the Root Lit team, Samantha worked as a literary agent and international rights manager at Laura Dale Literary Agency. Her background includes a bachelor's in PR and journalism, a certificate from the Columbia Publishing Course, and internships and part-time work at Aisha Pandey Literary, Writer's House, and Chalberg and Sussman. From these experiences, Samantha has fostered her love for sharing diverse, lasting, and inclusive stories with the world, both in the U.S. and abroad. 
Thanks for joining us today, Samantha. Thank you all for having me. I feel so honored to be here. Oh, we, oh we're honored to have you. Yeah, we're so excited. <laughs> okay, so let's just uh, jump into our first question. We had a lot of folks submit a lot of questions. So our first one is what is the most rewarding and challenging things about being an agent? That's a great question. Um, I think there's a lot of different rewards and challenges, um, but I think the most rewarding for me is definitely being a part of helping so many people achieve their dreams. Um, I think that can sound kind of cheesy, but um, I love being a part of seeing authors be affirmed at various stages. So whether it's finding that editor match or getting that gorgeous cover or someone like writes a review, like this book changed my life. Um, being a part of seeing that go from beginning to end is one of my favorite experiences um, and it never gets old. I think challenging, uh, would have to be the fact that um, I have to bridge a lot of my clients who are creative and bridge that gap between the business and the creative. And so um, sometimes that means like having to pivot. Sometimes that means talking about rejections and what that means. It's talking about the negotiations and what's reasonable and what's not. Um, and so that can be really tricky sometimes, but it all ends ideally in the reward. So it, it's worth it in the end. Oh, that's nice. So like the challenges make the rewarding part. Oh, yeah. Worth it. That's cool. That your answer to that made me think about those like, sorry, my dog is here making all sorts of noises. Um, made me think about um those like personality quick click tests and like Myers Briggs and stuff. Would you say you I don't know if you like those kinds of things, but do you have a a personality type that is kind of a natural fit for bridging those two mindsets? Ooh, um, I think it's, I love Myers-Briggs and personality tests, but I don't think there's a specific kind. Um, I think it's more so people who consider this like um, a student, like a student of life. Um, that's how I like to describe myself. And I think writers like who approach the book, right? Like writing as um, students are the ones that I do mm. well. It's like, oh, we're constantly learning. We're building on craft. We're building on understanding how marketing works. Um, and people who can be really open and receptive and be like, you know, this works for me, this doesn't. Um, all of that can be really helpful. That's awesome. Really cool. Really cool. Another question following up on that. So in your opinion, what makes a great author agent match? Okay. Um, I feel like this is a list. So, um, list so, <laughs> yeah, give us the bullet points. Yeah. So open communication for sure. Um, there needs to be a certain level of comfort so that you can communicate concerns, questions, all of that, and be like you'll be met with that same um, open communication return. Um, honesty is huge. Um, being able to say, I'm not okay with this, or actually like, this is something that's really important to me and not feeling like you have to, um, you know, pander and not be fully honest. I think mutual respect is huge. Understanding that agents can't be agents without writers um, and that writers are trusting their agent to advocate for them. And then that segues perfectly to the last one which, or the next one, which is trust. Um, there has to be a sense of trust there. And I think all of the other pillars really like lean into that. And then lastly, partnership. Um, we're a team, everything is to be faced together. I think different situations call call for different of like different pillars to lead, um, but they're all, they all need to be in the mix um, for a great relationship. Sounds like any relationship, there should be those <laughs> things. Agenting and authors is kind of like, even though that's a creepy way to put it, but <laughs> it's really like a relationship. Like, you know what works for you and you know what doesn't and you learn as you go. 
And are those things that you're thinking about like on the call or do they really just come over a longer period of time? I think they come over a longer period of time, but I'm definitely making sure that the person I'm talking to feels comfortable talking to me, um, that if I give them a note that they feel the space to be really honest and be like, actually, I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. And think that, like everything will implode. I want them to say like, actually, I disagree with that. And then I know they're able to kind of speak up for what is important to them, their stories, and I can advocate for them better because I know what matters to them. So all of it, it's kind of like, you get a little teaser on the call, but it doesn't come through until you're like faced with different situations that you can, you know, see it in action. That's so real. And it, 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 to me, it kind of echoes the advice that Tracy Dion gave us last year um, that like still sticks with me where she was like, you know, there's going to be lots of times in your author career where um, you'll be put in situations where you're like, well, I've never done this before. So I don't really have an intuitive sense for what's right or wrong. But mm -hmm. she, she challenges that because she feels like, you know, your, intu your intuition is always calibrated to you. Right. Yep. So, you know, while a new author may not be a publishing professional, we'll trust your expertise on that. They are an expert when it comes to their own story. Yep. And yeah. so and what feels right. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's the truest thing. Um, you have your gut instinct and it's so hard. Like we deal in words, but we can't always describe what the feeling is. Um, and I always tell my like, what's your gut feeling? Like, do you feel like this is okay? Are you uncomfortable? Is your body reacting? Like, are your shoulders at your ears? Like what's happening? That's so yeah, real. Like, what's the vibe? Yeah, that's and so like, real. That informs different things. Like when I said notes, I'm like, if you hate this, you can say no. Like it's your project. I'm just trying to guide you and not my personal preference as a reader, but as someone who is an agent and I'm anticipating what editors are going to say too. So mm -hmm. like, I think, no, it's not just my personal preference. It's like, I think this will land a little bit better. And mm -hmm. then you can also push back and be like, absolutely not. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, we might've already touched on this, but I had a follow-up question, which is just what's something that you want agented authors to know. So after um, finding an author or an agent to represent them, uh, what can authors do or keep in mind when it comes to maintaining that author agent relationship over time? Yeah, I think it's the same like pillars that I mentioned before, but I think the honesty is probably the one that becomes like that has to maintain because you can like sign with your agent and have a very clear plan like okay I want to be like the next like Tracy Dion and then you know after a couple conversations or after you know some things arise you could decide actually I'm actually feeling really drawn in a new direction mm -hmm. and I think that openness and that honesty and that like will allow your agent to better strategize for your career if they know okay my, my mind has changed my interests mm -hmm. have changed I'm mm -hmm. pivoting is yeah. that like a comfortable thing and I think that's really important because it's uh, the relationship will last years ideally mm -hmm. and so you're not going to be the same person you were when you signed with them that you yeah. will be in years. And so that openness is like necessary and that honesty is required. That's a really good point. Yeah. Like allow the relationship to evolve into something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're people who evolve all the time. I'm not mm -hmm. the same person I was like five years ago. So mm -hmm. I can't, my clients will be like, oh, I want to do the exact same thing I did five yeah. years ago. That's a really good point. That's a good point. Oh, so I have a, a question to kind of take back off that one. So we talked about what authors could do, but what's something you wish agents kept in mind when it came to their clients or maybe even just like their query inbox? Yeah, um, that one's hard because I feel like there's like different agents at different places have need to remember different things. But I think overall I have 
the natural like hopefulness that all agents are hardworking and ethical and doing the best um, by their clients. But I also like to just gently remind that we do have like a fiduciary responsibility to our clients. Like they're trusting us and they expect us to be in rooms they can't be advocating for their best interests. And so I believe that most agents are doing that, but that's just like a gentle reminder if anyone needed it. <laughs> nice. Always appreciated. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, speaking of the query inbox, um, I'm curious if there's anything in a manuscript that if you see it, you're like, yep, like I'm all in. I don't care what other issues or challenges there are. We can fix those. I'm all in because of X. Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think it varies, which I know isn't helpful because everyone wants there to be like, you know, a singular answer. Sure. But I think it varies project to project, category by category. Like if I'm reading a middle grade and it feels distinctly like a child, like there's a child like wonder and joy and excitement, like that's all I need. Like, I'm like, the voice is so hard to, you know, um, land on perfectly mm -hmm. that for that in middle grade, I'm like, yep, on the hook. Mm -hmm. I'm there mm -hmm. for like romanticy of like, if I'm equally invested in the world building as I am in the romance, I'm like, mm. I'm like, like the end yes. um, for a thriller. If I'm like trying to like scan my eyeballs across the pages as fast as humanly possible, uh -huh. I'm on the hook. So <laughs> it, it really varies. But I lo also love being surprised. So sometimes I may have those like specific things in my mind, but mm -hmm. there are projects who su that surprise me every single day. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, we're here. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of being surprised and excited, I love how these questions are just like flowing. We're clicking. We're, it's mm -hmm. great. Um, what sorts of things do you do as an agent? So thinking about like the submission process. So I don't know, listeners that are maybe unfamiliar. Um, so when an author signs with an agent, they may revise the work that was submitted and then take it out on submission um, to editors at different publishing houses and imprints. Um, but sometimes there can be a little bit of a, an in-between process where um, agents could reach out to editors, especially ones that they have a stronger relationship with and kind of build early support before the submission package even lands in the inbox. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, what kinds of things that you, you do to kind of build up hype for a project before it's officially unsub? Yeah, that's a really cool question because I don't think I've thought of it as like an active thing. It's just something I do naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm, I always love trying new things and being really creative. So I think the go-to is like hopping on a call with an, um, an editor and talking to them about a project ahead of time. So usually once my client like sends me that like first draft of the manuscript and I'm like, oh my God, I know what this is. Like, I'm excited. We're doing this. Um, that depending on how well my relationship is with that, that, that editor, excuse me, um, I'll probably hop on the call and be like, Hey, I have this thing. It's X meets Y. Like, prepare to get excited. Uh -huh, yeah, I'm like, uh -huh. I remember our last talk. I right. Think you know, I think uh -huh. you're going to be excited. So I start to like plant the seed and yeah. then we'll do follow up calls like later on in the year for whatever reason to catch mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. see if their list has changed. Um, and then I'll be like, hey, <laughs> it's and coming. Like, yeah, like, I love we, that. You just set the edits, it's on yes. its way. That's great. And so, yeah, also like the, the closer I am to an editor, the more like likely they'll get that early mm -hmm. um, teaser, um, mm -hmm. just to like gauge their interest. And then, yeah, periodically I'll be like, hey, there's a thing happening. I think you'll be super excited. Mm -hmm. um, there are times where I sent pitches out with like 
uh, playlist. Their time oh, nice. aesthetic. Again, the closer I am to them, the more I'm like, we'll just. Yes. Go I love that. A little something. You like know what they yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and, and it's not necessarily because I'm trying that like will affect or move the needle forward in a dramatic way but I think mm-hmm. it shows that like reading is an experience I think yeah. we all love books we all remember that feeling of like staying up till like 3 a.m to read a book yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like recreate that excitement in the same way mm-hmm. and my clients well so I also really emphasize what their skills are mm-hmm. so I'm like oh so-and-so is gonna have you reading till 2 a.m happy with the nightlight you know those and having that specific knowing of like what my clients are good at also helps me do that hype and that pitch more authentically so I love that you're such a good hunting hype woman you're like yeah like here's oh, yeah, the, that's, yeah. That's my whole thing I'm like I somebody <laughs> had a fangirl become a literary agent and like, <laughs> yes <laughs> that's so good yeah. that's so good well on that note I mean you know I think the deeper I get into publishing and like now with um, the book coming out next year, like we hear over and over and over, like there's very little authors can do to move the needle. Um, and like my brain accepts that, but like my heart, <laughs> my heart does not. And so my follow-up <laughs> question for you is, um, is there anything that authors can do on that same front to kind of build support? I've seen, you know, people to your point, like post aesthetics before they go on sub or, you know, things on social media. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, I always encourage, because everybody's different. Again, I feel like like I try to calibrate as much to specific people as I can. Um, some people are social media folks. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can get on TikTok and post a video. It's going to go viral. Like, And then right. I'm going to take it after. And that's not <laughs> everyone. Um, so I always encourage people to kind of find what their platform is. Mm-hmm. If it is social media, or maybe they're a newsletter person, mm-hmm. um, or maybe they're on Facebook and they have a group of people yeah. that they're constantly posting to. I think finding whichever feels authentic and then posting to a certain degree that like doesn't feel like, oh my God, here's another post. It has, it has to come from a place of like, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. This is genuine, like I'm seeking support because I'm excited. Yeah. And that always just comes through. I think yeah. the TikToks that go viral, the Instagram posts that go viral, they have like such a sense of like heart and this mm. person putting everything into it. It doesn't have to be like 9,000 posts. It could just be that one. Yeah. And I think just really think tuning into what works for you. Some people are words, people, so newsletters and Twitter, some people are pictures. So Instagram, mm. TikTok, all of that. Um, and just finding what works for you and doing as best as you can. But I also recommend just finding whatever that, um, goalpost that like individual milestone is without the noise of social media and then hold on to that mm. so if for you it's that one person read your book and was like this changed my life mm-hmm. don't let the noise of social media or anybody else change that like hold mm. on to that. Yes. and then that'll like when your book comes out and someone picks it up and says exactly that you're like oh job done success <laughs> the end <laughs> Yeah, who cares about Goodreads? Who cares about everything else? Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't read reviews. You got it. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit here and talk more about like agenting as a profession. So we had one listener um, ask, what advice would you give to a college student interested in being a literary agent? So I know we've heard like the number one tip is like get an internship, but do you have like maybe a number two tip? Yeah, um, I think this is less of a like a practical and more of just something to do in your own time read a ton. I know that sounds so silly, but like 
you have to learn to read a lot and ask yourself a lot of questions while you're reading, after you're reading, and really assess what your taste is. And I think the sooner you're able to land on that, the better you're going to be and the more focused you're going to be in looking for internships and looking for jobs um, because you'll know what your taste is. So, you know, you read something, you're like, what did I like about it? What didn't I like about it? Was mm-hmm. it the writing? Was it the voice? Was it the characters? And then, you know, really understanding what worked for you and then maybe start even experimenting further. So what's a book from this imprint versus this imprint? How can I tell the difference? Like, mm-hmm. is it a branding thing? Is it a style? Like one's more literary, more, one's more commercial. And all of that is like a muscle that you're strengthening. And me as an agent, that's something I do every single day. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I read this. What did I like about it? What is working for me and what isn't? Like, do I have a vision for what I would do mm-hmm. to help bridge the gap? Or is it just not for me, it's for someone else? Mm-hmm. Like, all of, the more you do that at the early stages, the better you're like gonna come in. You're like, I know exactly what I'm representing. I know mm-hmm. exactly what my wish list is. I know mm-hmm. exactly what I'm doing. And I think it's something we don't think about often, but like, we'll just be like, I don't like it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what was it was it the voice was it right. the all of that factors in yeah. so that I, I read a ton yeah I love that just like being able to be more like critical critical not in like a yeah not liking things but critical is in like analyzing critical thinking yeah, yeah exactly and especially when you hate a book I don't think people mm. often take the time to understand what about the book didn't work for you because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be your personal experience right it could be an experience outside of yours but you're like something about this mm-hmm. well, clicking with me mm-hmm. yeah and oh well the character was it relatable or yeah. it just moved really fast or there were no dialogue tags yeah right <laughs> there's just all of those questions can inform like and color your taste and yeah. I definitely heard reading books that you don't like and really getting specific about why yeah. So is, is your taste, like you specifically, something that you could articulate or just like a know it when you see it type of thing? Um, I like really fast paced stories. Like I like feeling like I could just not, I don't need Netflix. What do I need Netflix for this book? And I'm just like breezing through it. Um, mm-hmm. I love knowing, like, I love when someone feeds me information in a way that I don't realize I'm being fed. And I think oh, that's I like always that. Yeah, there's, that's always fun in like SFF because you're like, yeah. oh, I'm here. I'm in, like, she's running. And then you're like, she's running in this world that has these things. And you're yeah. like, oh, I just and now I know. Yeah. And she was just running. Yeah. Um, so that like sneaky information. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, characters. I love feeling like I know them, like they're tangible people. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, there are different ways that you can do that. But yeah, those are some of the things I love. I could go like on and on that's and great. on. <laughs> Yeah, those are that is so awesome. Books. I just want every listener to be taking notes. Okay, if I'm gonna query Samantha, like, what do I need to do? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I'm such like, I'm so easy, like, I'm easy, like, Sunday morning. Like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you introduced me to like a marriage ceremony, and everyone's mm-hmm. like forced to get married. I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> generational curses, problems yeah. on board every time. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Awesome. Okay, so we had another listener ask, How is your how has your experience in foreign rights shaped your taste and perspectives of storytelling? Yeah, that's, I love that question. Uh, I love foreign rights so much. I don't think it gets like enough of the spotlight, but it's a beautiful part of the industry. Um, I think the foreign rights piece definitely informs my taste in the um, pacing for sure. Um, it's such a small thing, but you know, 
when you translate a book, sometimes it adds on more pages. Mm. And so sometimes I'm thinking about like, how fast are we moving here? Like how mm. many pages is going to end up to be, you know, in terms of how that's going to affect translation. And that's a small piece, but I'm always thinking about, does this have international appeal in terms mm. of themes, in terms of character representation, all of that. Mm. And that often informs negotiation and just what I'm drawn to overall. I still sign books that maybe don't have the most international viability, but it is something that I'm thinking about even at you know if they're pitching me a couple ideas I'm like oh I think that one's gonna make sense like that might do well elsewhere because it's a universal thing um mm -hmm. but yeah I, I just love being able to see books reach other people because that's kind of what inspired me to get into publishing in the first place I have family abroad and they were reading books in French and I was mm -hmm. reading English and we're like fangirling mm -hmm. and it never occurred to me um, mm -hmm. but it is such a meaningful part of the business and also added revenue for my clients and we're just you know hey. like <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah that is beautiful actually I never thought about like sharing the experience of the story across yeah. the language barrier that's cool yeah for sure so based on your bio, you've had internships and um, experiences at a bunch of different uh, literary houses. And so I was curious, you know, what in your opinion makes an agency a great place to work? Yeah, that's a, that's a question I think that varies person to person, mm -hmm. agent to agent. Um, based on my experience, I learned that I really enjoy kind of that small intimate setting, more of the boutique agencies because I'm, a nosy person and I like to know what everyone's working on and like uh, you and people business yeah yeah I just like knowing everyone's business <laughs> um and so I really like over the course of you know all of the different agencies that I, I was honored to work at and intern for I was able to see like okay this agency like everyone knew what everyone was doing mm -hmm. and then someone's like okay everybody on this floor knew what everybody <laughs> on the floor was doing uh -huh. um, and I really thrive personally in environments that are very collaborative mm -hmm. um, and have like a lot of transparency and mentorship. Mm -hmm. um, and I think each place showed me different things that I wanted. So one place was like, oh, here's a small team. Another one was like, oh, we're very collaborative. Another mm -hmm. one's like, oh, we have a lot of mentorship. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, I need to find the place that has all of these things yeah. <laughs> so that I can grow properly. And I feel so lucky to be at Root because it is all of those things for me. And so I have that opportunity for growth. I have that opportunity to share information because when one of us succeeds, we all succeed. And that's the mentality. And yeah, being able to see how my bosses are able to do things. I'm like, oh, yes, that's what I want to do. It's very aspirational. Mm -hmm. And as someone who's very goal oriented, I'm like, okay, if that's the bar. That's mm -hmm. what I'm working with. And then when they move the bar, I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're moving up. Yep. And so I love having that because it, it's important. And every, again, every agent needs different things. But when I was looking for a new agency, I realized that every agency is like a personality type. Like we talked mm -hmm. about yeah realize like okay my Myers-Briggs yeah right. this person and like right. the way we communicate like makes sense for how my brain processes information mm -hmm. I'm like okay that's perfect because mm -hmm. um, then when I run into difficulty I know our communication is there yeah and right I can walk through it and I can be a better agent for my clients yeah that's great and is route one where um like y'all will pass manuscripts around, right? So you get it and it's not quite for you, but you're like, oh, this might be really good for Creston or somebody. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So um, some of my first clients in 2021 were passed along for me from Holly and Taylor. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
yeah, it's just continued like that. Like I've shared things with Melanie and she signed them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I, that's one thing I really appreciate is that sometimes like maybe Melanie's really good at articulating that she's hungry for a particular thing. Mm-hmm. And then she gets it, she's like, it's almost, but it's not quite. And then she hands it to me and I'm like, oh my God, I'm off <laughs> Like, what do you mean? Uh-huh. Um, and it's also like so great because we are very similar, mm-hmm. but also the way that we do things is differently. So mm-hmm. I can see that and be like, oh, yeah, know exactly what to do. And that's happened more often than not. And that's why when we're like telling the world, we share queries, we're like, we actually do. We're passing them. Here. I love that. <laughs> Almost like at least two to three hands have seen it mm-hmm. at a point. So yeah, I love that. And that's so cool because I imagine, you know, even if you read something and it's not quite for you, but um, an agent sibling signs them, right? You're just like, oh, you know, like you're invested in that author's career, right? You're like, how's it yeah. going? You know, like, that's really That's cool. why I like being nosy because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I want to know like, what, uh-huh. what's going on? Who did yeah. you speak to? Can I tell yeah. you like, oh, I think this editor over there would be a great man. Right. That's cool. And then they sell it. I'm like, can I see the cover? Like, did you guys <laughs> cover yet? I'm like, okay, when did you come out? Can I get a cover? I love that. Yeah, we're, we're all cheerleaders for each other. And I feel really, you know, I'm so thankful to be there. That's, oh, cool. that's great. Great to hear. Okay. So I guess shifting gears a little bit again. Um, I know we touched on social media a little bit, but, you know, we know book Twitter, book talk, bookstagram, all pretty big parts of like the book community. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering, um, so what is your relationship with social media and how do you see it fitting into the lives of publishing professionals from like authors to agents to editors? Yeah, so my thing that I always say is social media is a tool to be used effectively. Um, So I have a PR background. So like I'm always thinking about branding. Um, And so I think of my clients as brands. I think of social media as a brand. It's an opportunity for you to create a curated brand of what you want people to know about you, whether it's your books, your personality, your small business, all of that. And so I often encourage people to be really thoughtful about what they engage with. So I think social media is best used when you're being authentic. So what, like, as I mentioned before, whether you're, some people are Instagram people and they're really good at, you know, creating these beautiful images and being really intentional with, you know, setting up the stage and curating that. And so if that's your method, do it as authentically as it makes sense for you. And I think that's true for authors, agents, editors, And then the same is true for TikTok, Twitter, et cetera. Um, For me, I would prefer not to be on social media, if I'll be honest, I'm like, not to be perceived. Um, (laughs) But I also understand, like, I want to be accessible and that's really important Mm -hmm. to me. And I want people to know a little bit of what it means to work with me and Mm -hmm. what it means to, you know, how I am as a literary agent. And so I am really like thoughtful about what I post and what I'm, you know, sharing with others because I want to be a safe space. I want you to know that I'm a real person. I know mm-hmm. that is gave. I'm like a real person. <laughs> I was in the library, not eating with people at lunch. Like uh-huh. <laughs> real, real. Yeah. Of the sense that like this is a nerd that you're like, oh, I want her to represent me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, but I think it's also a great opportunity to like show people who you are because whenever we as humans see other people being authentically themselves it resonates yes I really encourage people to like find a way to be your authentic self Mm -hmm. and like that's the thing that's gonna set people apart when you're like a little bit vulnerable a little bit honest a little bit quirky that's when it's really meaningful and so yeah I think just figuring out how it makes sense for you so if you're promoting a book 
what's the authentic thing? Maybe you're talking about the inspiration for your book. That's really authentic and something mm-hmm. very unique to you that someone's mm-hmm. gonna be like, oh my God, that's such a like a unique way to share like what you're working on, what you're mm-hmm. doing. And those are the ones that always, or like the, the, when you're um, opening your book and there's that raw emotion, like that's so special. Um, and so I always encourage my clients and just people in general to think about those things that they see on social media that like are heartwarming and that resonate with you and figure out a way to, to marry that to who you are and what that post looks like for you and that engagement looks like for you. That's really great. You know, I saw something recently that was saying that um, like your social media should be a place where your people can find you. Mm. And I was thinking like, oh, that is so good. Cause like, mm-hmm. you don't want to project some false like image of yourself because then your people won't be able to find you. Yeah. So if you're projecting like your authentic self, then you're going to attract like the people who are drawn to the authentic you. And I just, yeah. what you're saying is making me think of that. No, that's such a like beautiful way to articulate it. I've never heard it said like that, but that's perfect because I feel like I'm able to find my people because I'm being authentically myself. And if I ever try to be anyone else, I embarrass myself every time. So <laughs> it's like when you find the right, you're like, oh, we have the same sense of humor or we both enjoy the same like quirky thing or we have the same ship on a TV show. Like all of those things can be really uniting. And I think especially during the pandemic, we all felt very isolated. So those moments where you remember like how important connection is, yeah. it's like, oh, it's so special. Well, I know authors sometimes have other authors whose careers they want to emulate. Mm-hmm. Uh, do agents have that too? Is there oh. an agent where you're like, that's goals, I want that. <laughs> oh, I have a list. I told oh. you, I'm very, Amazing. <laughs> I'm very ambitious and I'm very goal oriented. Yes. So often like, I have so many agents that I genuinely, sincerely admire and respect. And I'm like, yes, they're doing, and it could be for like the smallest thing, but I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, um, so I, I'm going to list them. So yes, <laughs> oh, let's you're do it. Let's do list. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate to be at Root Literary. So Holly and Taylor, obviously at the top, they're amazing, mm-hmm. but all of the ladies are wonderful. And I just feel so fortunate to learn from them. I'm like, I get smarter by osmosis. Mm-hmm. And I love that for me. Um, Carissa Robinson was one of the first Black literary agents I had ever seen. Yeah. Um, and she inspired me and I'm like, she's killing it. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I want to do the same. Um, Monica Odom, same. Uh, I was fortunate enough to share an office space with her. And she's so smart and savvy and affirming and warm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so much love and respect for her. Um, Tao Lei at, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Sandra Dijkstra, I think, literary. Yeah, they just moved, I think. Yeah. yeah, she's, yeah. she's so like smart, savvy. Mm-hmm. Her list yeah. is amazing. She does every, all of the categories I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, Jem Chambers Black is a close friend. I adore her. Um, every time she's talking about her business, I'm like, she's she's incredible. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jennifer Marsh Soloway, list envy, like general personality envy. She is an angel. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those are a couple of my, you know, agent goals. And every time I see them winning, I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. Love it. That is awesome. Well, so so often we have authors on here and we always end up manifesting. So now we're going to manifest for you. We're going to do some agent mm-hmm. manifesting, but your career is going to reach those heights. And I have, I have thank now. you. <laughs> I take manifestation so seriously. Yes. So same, same. Absolutely. <laughs> we're putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you so, so much for joining us. You are so, it, I don't know, the energy has just been this is great. immaculate. Like, <laughs> it's been you. great. So where can our listeners find you? 
Um, so my website is probably the best landing place. It's uh, www.samanthafabian.com. And then on there, you'll also find my social media. I'm only on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Samantha S-H-N-H on both of those platforms. Um, I'm on TikTok, but I lurk. So there's no reason for anyone to. Let's say, should I follow you? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> you, use your five eight seven five four three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Okay. Find me on there, and yeah, feel free if you ever have any questions or anything. I'm very warm. I'm always happy to answer any questions. If I don't know the answer, I'm not afraid to say that either. Uh, so yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.